0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Managing with podcast live from the Burnabout. almost immediately after Real Madrid get knocked out of the Champions League. I'm sitting here uh, with the great Sid Lowe and we're trying to make sense of it all and we're going to try. I don't know if we can, but Sid, welcome to the show. Thank you for doing this. Sid. Pleasure. Um, it's almost 1 a.m. local time. Yeah. And we're, we're it's been fried. You're definitely fried. Yeah, it's been a long I'm, night. I'm pretty fried. I...
1: How do you, where do you start? In a way, I think you, I mean, I'm going to, let's start with what Solari said. Um, If only as an introduction to to the analysis. So, Solari said at the end of tonight's game, he said, so much happened. We had three players injured, which of course, two that were forced to go off, and then Bale, who limped his way through the last, what was it, 15 minutes maybe. He said, we hit the post twice. Uh, he said there was the VAR, obviously then get Nacho sent off. He didn't mention that, but that's another element to it. Uh, you can maybe say that there's a couple of big misses as well. So you've got Vinicius hit at the side netting, you've got that lovely bit of skill from Benzema and he bends it just wide. You've got Benzema slipping over right at the end. And yet it's true, loads happen. And yet in a way there's a bit of me, the, the risk of oversimplifying this wants to reduce this to something very, very basic. And sometimes for all the analysis in the world, for all the elements in the world, there's a simple fact. And truth be told, the simple fact is that Ajax, I'm not going to say are, because I don't know this, but were far better than Madrid. And they were far better than Madrid tonight, and I think they were better than Madrid in the first leg. Not with quite the same level of dominance, but they were the better team in both legs. Um, I think the extraordinary thing, really, is that they were in this position, having lost 2-1 at home. And they managed not only to turn it round, but to turn it round in a way that ultimately felt entirely incontestable. And, and, and maybe even comfortable. I'm not, I'm not sure if comfortable is quite the right word, but maybe even comfortable. And I, I felt they managed it brilliantly, both emotionally, tactically, in terms, of, in terms of the quality of the use of the ball, in terms of the variety with which they played. And they were just much, much better than a very vulnerable and very, very poor Real Madrid team.
0: You mentioned Ajax were the better team over two legs. Yeah. You can trace this back. Cause in, yes. while we are surprised, it almost doesn't come as a surprise in the sense like go back Huesca major struggles yep. despite winning there. Rayo winning at home was
1: almost torturous to sit through. Yeah. Um, you can go down the Destroyed list. Destroyed by Eibar, beaten yeah. here by Girona, admittedly maybe maybe a little unlucky to be beaten by Girona, but still beaten by Girona. I mean this is the this is the I believe it's the sixth home defeat under Solari, the seventh in total this season. That's I was
0: actually- And looking, obviously it's
1: a third in a week. I mean, that's, that, third that's, that's the main yeah, yeah. thing, obviously.
0: I mean, I was looking at it before tonight. In the league, they have more losses than Bilbao. You know, and, yes. and that to me is really telling. I So it's funny because we only have like a few minutes and there's so much to say, and it's impossible to squeeze it in. And, and ironically, it's almost like everything we need to talk about is almost off the pitch in a way. And um, a lot of people tweeting at me, maybe you, uh, Solari needs to be sacked tonight. I remember speaking to you earlier this season, mm-hmm. when, before Lopetegui got sacked, and we were asking, what's the point of doing it now? Because they were heading into the Classic, yeah. right? if they know they're gonna sack them, why wait until after Classic? It turns out they did. I almost feel also now, what's the point doing it now?
1: What if, you mean, what's the point of sacking Solari of now. Sacking Solari I don't think it achieves anything, if nothing, yeah. I mean, I suppose it doesn't achieve anything, at least in part, because there is nothing to achieve anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, and Danny Carvajal said it post game, he said, Look, I can't really find the words to explain how bad I feel. This is the worst night of my career. He said, We have to just accept we've had a shit season. Yeah. And that was the word he used, and he, he said he said, you know, it's practically over. Solari was talking about getting players to come into training and train because there is a league and professional dignity and our hearts means that we've got to do this. I actually genuinely think now. There is a risk that, that, I was going to say there's a risk that this falls apart. It's already fallen apart, but there's a risk that, that, I mean, how do you motivate a group of players to to win the league? Now, unless there's just that little bit of professional pride that says, you know what, we are not losing that fourth Champions League place because that's not impossible now. stupid though it sounds, it's not impossible now. Eight points ahead, I think. I must confess, I, I, I haven't got the league table in front of me. I don't know what it is, but I mean, it's it, it, it's extraordinary. And, and you know, there, there, is, as you say, you kind of look off the pitch in the sense that you know they didn't replace Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm one of those people. I'm going to admit this now. I'm one of those people that thought that might not matter because, because I did too. A lot of people did because I mean, to I an extent we saw. You know, we saw. You know, some of this as well. But let's let's not hide behind last year's Champions League success. Now, I'm not saying ignore Champions League success because it is the most important thing you can win. And if you win three in a row, it's the absolute business. No two ways about that. But last season, they finished 17 points behind Barcelona. So some of this was already there. You know, we saw Cristiano Ronaldo last season, brilliant in the second half of the season, but I think only two goals until Christmas. I felt that you did, and people said, well, you need 50 goals. I'm not sure you do and Modric said this yesterday in the press conferences you need yeah. two or three players to get 15 or 20 yeah. and then maybe if you defend better you don't need those 50 maybe you only need 35 of the 50 or 40 of the 50 now this year they're not scoring the goals they're not defending well either right. I mean they've been vulnerable defensively all year
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and to, to put this into context right I am one of those people that somewhere along the line always thinks Madrid will find a way Yeah. there's something about Madrid and certainly in this competition at least I always sort of think and oh, they'll find a way. Um, I remember saying this to, to Jami Rodriguez from El Mundo on the way to uh, to Munich last year, met him at the airport on the way to Munich and said, they're going to win. And he said, have you seen, how you know, vulnerable they're They're going to win, because they just do. It's they just do. kind of what they do. Yeah. When they won 2-1 in, in Amsterdam, having been, I think, overrun. Uh, I think Ajax definitely the better side. As I say, yeah. not quite to the extent of tonight, but definitely the better side. Yeah. I came out of that saying they're going to win the Champions League. Yeah, This is Real Madrid, this team that somehow finds a way to survive and prevail and come through. Today, for the first time that I can remember in a very long time, as someone who always thinks that Real Madrid are going to come through it, I said to a colleague just before I came to the Bernabeu, I said, you know what, I sort of don't feel like they are. I feel like they could be in trouble tonight. And I did say, yeah. look, chances are they'll get through because yeah. the first leg result is very good. No one's ever come a, come away from a 2-1 away victory in the Champions League and then being beaten, knocked out. Mm. And I thought they'll probably get away with it, but they're gonna struggle tonight. They're gonna struggle without Ramos, whose sure. decision to get a yellow card now looks- It's looks, terrible. I mean, it was yeah. terrible anyway. It was terrible Because anyway. having seen the way that first leg was, you say, are you really sure this is done? It was a huge risk. It really was a huge risk. And then obviously even more daft than go and admit it. But I mean, that's another issue. Um, And I sort of thought the vulnerability they've shown in the last few days. And the weird thing is that 3-0 against Barcelona, I think we all thought they played quite well. Yeah. But losing that, and I think that has consequences. It has an emotional consequence and it also has a consequence, which is you must play a good team in the League Classico, even at a point at which you think maybe the league's gone. Although actually had they won it, maybe the league wasn't gone. I think emotionally and physically they weren't in a good state. I think tactically, I think they're, they're all over the place. Uh, I think key players are playing poorly. And, and you know, Tony Cruz's response to Bern Schuster was very funny, but it was very wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he again was robbed today. He again was ambling mm. when the ball was taken He was very him. poor tonight. Very, very poor. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to individualize because I think what happens normally is that it becomes a collective malaise. And I don't think it's as simple no, as, as pointing so at individual more players. More. But this has been a pretty dreadful season for Madrid. Almost from start to finish, until that least little run. We had that little run of what, seven, eight games about a month ago, three weeks ago. And I myself was drawn into thinking, okay. Yeah this lot are coming good like they always do. At the time, they always do. Yeah. And obviously, it turned out not to be true. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's football. I mean, it's, it's bipolar. It's like, you know, we're bipolar football. Every, every week, the narrative can change. I don't know. What did you feel? What was your feeling tonight as a, as a Madrid fan when we were waiting for the VAR? Because I must admit, when we're watching the referee kind anxious. of walk around the pitch with his finger in his ear, yeah. there's a bit of me that thought, if Madrid get this decision in their favour... This could be the moment in which some sort of yeah. reaction crystallizes. We laugh about it in July, like, ha, remember that when they exactly almost got that out was that. the moment. That yeah. was the moment they were gone, and then they came back and they won the European Cup." Yeah, and then I just—I was going to say—I wonder if when he gave it, that was it. It was over, except that then Madrid scored, and then I'm thinking, "They was, couldn't do this." It was a roller coaster. Couldn't they they it was. couldn't do, it. and it was an that, extraordinary game.
0: Funny enough, when. I escorted the third. I tweeted. I said, thank you for the fans. It's been a pleasure covering... <laughs> I, I, I said my goodbye. I said, I'm going to write this. Hello. Uh, and then they had the VAR decision. And I was yeah. like, should I delete this? <laughs> <Should> I... <laughs> Never delete tweets.
1: And if you do, then take a screenshot so that you can at least admit that you deleted right. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I wanted to ask you about just the ambiance and the feeling in the stadium because um, it's been rough at the Bernabeu for obvious reasons. Mm. In the last classical, I was also there and i felt there was a sense of resignation yes absolutely agree with you i had no totally. feeling that i i had no point did i feel real Madrid would score the goal despite and the frustrating thing as a Real Madrid fan is that Barcelona actually weren't good in those three games against Real Madrid oh. and we didn't take advantage tonight against Ajax when Ajax scored the second it was 2-0 no. the Ajax fans large contingent of them very loud they overtook the burnabout there was hmm. almost this feeling of like Dude, we gotta sit through this. I, yeah, I felt like
1: yeah, I, think, yeah, I think there's something in that. They were
0: starting to party and stuff. I mean, I think
1: I think this is this is one of the interesting things that the 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 second game against Barcelona was only 1-0. And and I think you can make a case for saying that the two outstanding players for Barcelona were Cloman Longley and, and Gerard Piquet. Yeah, they were And obviously, if the two centre backs, the outstanding players, you say, well, Madrid didn't do a huge amount wrong. And yet again, coming back to what I said earlier, I, as someone who somehow always thinks Madrid will find a way through, even during that game, I kind of felt like Barcelona have sort of got this under control, even when they didn't have it under control. And for the first time in a long time, I felt like, nah, if Barcelona need another goal, they'll go and get it. And I I kind of felt like there was something blunt about Madrid. And I think we felt that tonight. And and I also think you're right about the stadium. I personally, and this is a very minor issue, and it's not the explanation by any means, but Mm. I think something has to be done about building atmosphere pre game. Mm. I think playing music, and very shit music, by the way, (laughs) But, but playing music, I mean, you've got to try and help some sense of it and even the cadaver which ramos had called for was not up to much tonight you know the fans mm. uh, at Corazon. it was pretty tame there, yeah. there, there, there wasn't a huge yeah. amount going on there wasn't a sense this was a big night and in the first half it was resignation for about five minutes that start second half off hello they've woken up yeah and there yeah. was noise and yeah. there was momentum and you thought it was good all response. right game on yeah and then it was gone it was yeah. gone within seven or eight minutes because yeah. Ajax. i thought that was the moment when i thought Ajax showed as well as their quality uh, an ability to manage the moment and the situation really, really well because it was, as I say, it wasn't just a quality; is that they, they emotionally and, and psychologically came through that brilliant. And I, I think it's worth pointing out here. I think this Ajax team are really, really good. Fantastic. And I just think it's a tragedy, and their manager was talking about this, But let's face it, at the end of the season, if they have a great season, they'll lose all the players, which is what happens to great teams. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them's, of course, already gone to Barcelona. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was right as well, because he was one that said, well, maybe Ramos will regret it if we win.
0: Yeah. And and he does. And I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does.
1: I mean, and I'm sure he will feel responsible. And he's not responsible, because this team should have been able to come through it. Um, Let's not forget he asked the bench, should I do it? Did they not give him the okay? We assume they did, but we don't know for sure, do we? I mean, because when Solari was asked about this, Mm -hmm. Solari actually, I think his response was, that's a strange question. He was asked if he was responsible for it. I'd have to double check the video of this, but I think he said... Something like that's a strange question. As if to say, "Well, what's it? Do, what's it to do with me?" Yeah, I don't know. But you're right. He did ask. Some well, of, we do rely on lip readers, and who knows how accurate they are? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I I, I suspect yeah. that some of the time they're just making it up. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I, I think the other thing is now there's an there's an inevitability about the response to this, which I'm always quite keen on um, putting the brakes on, because the re- inevitable response is throw it all out, get rid yeah. of everything. No. Yeah. And also, there's also this thing now that people are saying Madrid's policy of buying young players is rubbish. They should buy the superstars. Well, first of all, the superstars cost more money. There's a reason why they're going for young players, and it's an economic imperative. Mm -hmm. But secondly, I actually don't see a huge amount wrong with that policy, so long as it's mixed up. Yeah. You know, I I I think that policy in itself makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. But it hasn't worked. I mean, for all its worth, right? Can I can I say this as a as a Real of the other fan. Please. This right? is a, this Fuck is a judgment-free uh, podcast. Fuck's sake. You've won four European Cups in five years, right? No, I know. Take mm. it. Take it. Do you I, know what I mean? I'm uh, give no. me one in a hundred years and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll sign for it now.
0: I'm glad you brought this up because um, as high as the expe- ex- expectations are at Real Madrid, we're spoiled.
1: Oh fuck me! The
0: amount of texts I got tonight saying my condolences. I was like, "Look, man, do you know how <laughs> high I was in the past three years? I'm okay. I'll be fine.
1: Next year." It's I mean, of Reagan. course. Look, everything is in with the is everything in life, not just in football, comes within the context of expectation. Of course, expectations here are huge, yeah. and so something like this hurts. And 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 for a team like Real Madrid to lose three in a row at home, aggregate score by the way, eight one. Yeah. Eight one. Yeah. Um. And it, it's painful. And Danny Carver Howell describing it as the worst night of his life and, and all that's entirely understandable. But then I quite like what Nacho said. He said, look, what we did will never go, will never be taken away. I do wonder if that very fact is part of the, if, is if you like, the the seed that destroys this season. Mm. That very fact that they've done it all and, and where do you go from there. And, and this is one of the amazingly um, impressive things about this Real Madrid generation and indeed about this Barcelona generation and apologies for bringing Barcelona up, is that these teams continue to perform at I a time mean, it would be very easy not to mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, we've seen it happen to Spain we maybe have seen it happen to Real Madrid this year I think we certainly have, saw it happen to Barcelona in the final year of Ronaldinho that, that sort mm-hmm. of sense of how do you bring this back again yeah. um, and the answer is it's not that easy also it, the turnaround can be quicker
0: than you think I mean we've seen that with well, here's a very
1: good example. Mm. Gerald Piquet sitting here in this stadium on the bench, yeah. saying to his teammates, "Bloody hell, they're giving us the run around here," yeah. and saying afterwards, "For the first time in eight years, I feel genuinely inferior to Real Madrid." Yeah. And then they go and win a double. Admittedly, Madrid win the European Cup, and that right. eclipses all else. But yeah, football's weird like that. Football's weird. Football like doesn't that. always make a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. I think, and I think in a way, is to come back to what how we started this whole conversation. Mm. I think in a way tonight it did. I think I think that's partly the, what makes it painful for Real I think tonight it did make sense. There was a team on the pitch that was much, much, much better than them. Yeah. I, I really do think. I, I really do think I saw a team that was, you know, this is this is completely incontestable what happened tonight. It was yeah. it was the result of logic. Yeah, there's a VAR. <clears throat> yeah, there's two posts. And by the way, if Iran scores in the fourth minute, I must admit I think this might be different. Yeah. But we'll never know that now. I'll but in terms know. of the way they performed, it was. Ajax were, were brilliant and Madrid really weren't. Yeah, and Ajax fully
0: really deserved it. Uh, Sid
1: Lowe. I felt a little bit for Modric, by the way. I don't know about you. Because I felt there was a period in the second half where he seemed to be trying to lead them and he was on his own.
0: I felt he was abandoned by Casemiro and Cruz. Yes. Today.
1: Totally agree. And with he was on
0: his own. And, totally uh, agree with There's it, yeah.
1: only so much you can do. I mean, the attack's not
0: clicking. I thought Asensio was a nice spark. Yes. He was good in both legs, actually. Yes. Maybe that's part of his Dutch. Uh, and I
1: think at some stage Asensio is, 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 is going to find himself again. I think maybe it needs a a different environment around him. Maybe he needs someone to force him to take on that responsibility that he publicly said he was quite reluctant to take on. And yeah. I think that phrase has been slightly taken out of context and used against him a bit too much. But maybe if he can be driven on, yeah. I still think he's a... I still think in terms of potential, he's a top 10 in the world, without doubt, I mean, in terms of quality. It
0: was about a year ago, we were talking about the three most exciting young players. It was him, Mbappé, and Dembele. Yeah. It's not far removed from that. You know. No. No. no no absolutely agree um i've taken up a, enough of your time i think i wish uh we all do we wish Real Oviedo all the success in the world we do love Real Oviedo. We, we, we well do. hopefully we'll be here one day
1: <laughs> i hope so i really am looking forward i grew to up watching
0: with. the delhi valdez team Ah, that it, was a team. it was a great team. Was a team it was yeah, a fun yeah. team yeah so thank you so much for your time Pleasure. and uh, for those of you listening we'll have a more complete podcast tomorrow night for our patrons going up and answer all your questions uh just a little bonus treat for you guys with Sid Lowe from the Burnabout. And signing off, thank you very much, Sid. Pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network.